Hi, this is Ivan, and you are listening to Ivan Cast podcast. Welcome to another episode of my music discovery podcast series. Today, I have a very special guest from Denmark, the one and only, the wonderful Astrid Enberg, ladies and gentlemen. I really enjoyed talking to her, so I hope you enjoyed also these conversation but before that i just wanted to let you know that a new book has been published this week about charles darwin uh, the name of the book is the ghost in the garden and it's all about his relationship with his childhood garden that apparently was his source of inspiration for his love of nature and later of course the development of his theory of evolution so go and check it out uh, i'm gonna read it for sure and you know i have a daughter and she loves nature and she loves her big big garden here the amazon rainforest now enjoy the podcast My conversation uh, this week is with a singer, songwriter, producer, and DJ Astrid Engberg from Denmark. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Astrid. Thank you, Ivan. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's been such an incredible experience, you know, talking to artists from all over the world. And uh, yeah. it's nice to have this connection now with... Uh, Denmark. I am in Ecuador in the rainforest, and it's a ra- it's a it's a rainy day today. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Because in Copenhagen it's been really sunny, oh. and it's like the first sensation of like real spring. Oh, cool! People are very excited. Spring is coming. But right? I love that you are in Ecuador, and yeah. it's like we can meet. You know, Absolutely. it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Podcasting and technology allow us these days. That's amazing to do so many things right. Uh, yeah. especially in the this day and age you know with the pandemic and stuff like true how is everything in ecuador how are you how is... yeah well i mean we are again under lockdown mm-hmm. there good. was an increase in the number of cases so we are pretty much the whole country is in a state of emergency again so terrible situation actually yeah I understand. yeah and um Let's see what happens. I mean, in the the situation in Brazil yeah. right now, it's pretty, yeah. pretty terrible. Really there intense. Is a, there is an explosion again of COVID cases. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. Yes. We have to send a lot of light and really. Yeah. What what's uh, what's going on in Denmark? Are you still in in, in quarantine? Um, in Denmark, they're slowly opening up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I feel we've been quite lucky. So even though we take yeah. all the precautions and we've had lockdowns. Yeah. It's not the massive pressure on the, you know, the hospitals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know if we are like more distant people. We don't have a lot of social contact. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, both my parents had it like a year ago. Oh. In the very beginning. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, my dad was really sick. Oh. But uh, so I have a lot of respect for this disease. But at the same time, uh, yeah, I think it's the same as everywhere. We just Absolutely. try to stay positive are you, you know, enjoy the little things yeah absolutely are you still waiting to get vaccinated or did you already get your yeah i uh they started vaccinating like uh, elderly people mm-hmm. so i think we have to wait a little bit maybe in july or something cool. i don't know 
How about you guys? Where are you? Uh, I'm also on the waiting list. <laughs> It's yeah, gonna yeah. take a while, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So uh, good thing we have music, we have art. Yeah, we have absolutely, you know. <laughs> absolutely. So your your debut album was released last yeah. year, right? Tulpa. Yeah, in September yeah, exactly. last year, and uh, it's a it's a wonderful, fantastic record. I love it. And Thank you. Uh, wh where where do you where do you draw your your inspiration from to to make this music? Mm. Because it's a it's a, you know it's a it's a mix of different genres too, right? Yeah, I think that's a that's a good question. I mean, I I do think I get my inspiration in my everyday life yeah. so like in the things i experience the people i meet can be like random people yeah. having a conversation with somebody you know in the line at the supermarket or mm -hmm. in the street or mm -hmm. and also traveling the places i've lived yeah. you know you'll go somewhere and you'll meet someone who introduce you to a new instrument you never heard before yeah. and this sound will kind of stay with you in your cells or in your mind or in your heart whatever and And I don't know, but somehow it just, I think I'm not always aware of it, but it just unfolds in the music and, and it becomes this mix of a lot of different things. And, and to me, it's, this is fun and interesting because it's like, I don't try to, to explain what it is. Yeah. I just kind of try to not stop myself from making this mix. If you understand what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Now, uh, I read that you you also went through some physical pain right in the past yeah due to a yes, head so injury right would you would yeah. you say uh is that that experience can can we hear that in your music too mm, i mean i'm sure that we can hear all the big experiences yeah. in the life you know of the uh -huh. people who create music because it's like stuck in the body and this experience was very uh, dramatic to me yeah. I, i had an accident where i fell on my bicycle i was driving really fast and, okay was that... and it had been frost in the night and so i was like i hit my head on a bridge oh. and had a bad concussion and mm. it was like for a couple of years i was basically in my bed and couldn't leave my flat and stuff mm -hmm. and, and for a long long i like seven years after this i had a lot of pain and i think something happens to human beings not just me but everybody who experienced like especially head trauma because yeah. you like it changes your idea so much happens in the head that we don't know you know your movements and mm -hmm. your memory and all of this but people who live with uh, with physical pain or at least for me it was like wow it's like um It affects everything, you know. Sure. When you're in pain, the only thing you want is for the pain to stop. Absolutely. So when you have to learn to live with this pain, it, you know, puts everything into perspective. Yeah. And also, luckily for me, <laughs> in a great way, where it's like you really realize how amazing a machine the body is. You know, how much it does for us every day. Yeah. It, I mean, just to walk is like a crazy... Um, how can we say, like collaboration of muscles and synapses and all of this. And so I think to answer your question, maybe there will be like on the album, I think definitely there's a sense of some pain and sorrow, but there's also hopefully a sense of a joy 
yeah. of what I now know I have, you know. Yeah, absolutely. That I really want to share with people and I mm -hmm, hope they mm -hmm. will see in their own life. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true, sure. I mean those life changing experiences, right? Those um, Exactly. They can also um, you know, they can also bring wonderful things, right? Within. Yeah. Know, even though you might be still in pain. Uh, it, this happened seven years ago, right? No, this is like now 14 years ago. 14 years ago. So, okay. I, yeah, so it's like a long time and my life is like, I feel it's my third life, you know. It was like <laughs> the life before the accident and then the life where it was really hard and really a struggle and I didn't know whether I could actually succeed to kind of live through this. Yeah. And then the life where okay, I have some pain, I have some struggle, but I have so much to be thankful for and I've come so far and I have so many people who help me and support me and and uh, I have, I think, a new joy yeah, in life absolutely. that I'm yeah. very thankful for. I mean, and we, we can hear that in your album, right? Uh, okay, music. nice. Music, music is medicine, happy. right, too? Yeah, so definitely, it's a wonderful mm. thing. And and how did you get involved in making music? Was was something that you always knew you wanted to do the rest of your life, or? Um, so that's also a good question because I can say yes and no. Uh -huh. Like since I was a child, I always found great joy in music. Yeah. But I I am also, and especially when I was younger, like a quite shy person. Mm -hmm. So. When I was a kid, I would never, ever say, like, when I get, when I'm a grown-up, I will be a singer or a musician, no, because I would never, like, <laughs> dare to think that this was possible. Mm -hmm. But I think I, my way into the music was, there was also always, like, classical music where I grew up, mm -hmm. but only classical music. Mm -hmm. And so I started to go to the library and find all these CDs uh, and cassettes with, like, jazz and soul music mm -hmm. and... It was like a revelation. It was yeah. like the the sensation, you know, where it was like, wow, there's a whole different world yeah. I didn't know about. Yeah. You know that feeling? I felt the same way when I discovered African American music for sure, and I felt yeah. in love. You know, it's 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 my exactly. kind of music. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And it happened and to be amazing. in Germany, uh, uh, which, is, which, oh, is, really? which is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the drummer. And how? Like through friends? Uh, yeah, yeah. The drummer of my band. I, I made music when I was there. I, I had quite a ah, cool. You know, uh, uh, tiny musical career when i lived there and uh, yeah, yeah the drummer and i we, we were definitely music nerds and we would spend yeah. you know uh months digging the crates you know and searching nice. for nice records and stuff um also on the internet Wh what do you play what instrument? I, I, I am a bassist i play bass guitar ah yeah. dope yeah, yeah bass was one of my first instruments actually yeah what what i wish i had continued did, did you <laughs> did you start playing bass from the, from the i played like a lot of instruments uh -huh. like in my um you know after school you go to uh, i don't it was like a club you know when you i was like 11 i think uh -huh. and uh, i started playing the bass in this little band uh -huh. and at the same time i was playing violin and flute and singing in a choir and just like testing out like some piano a lot of cool. different instruments cool. because in the music schools in denmark you can you can um get to learn these instruments yeah. and it's not too expensive you know it's like supposed to be something that parents can afford yeah so that's really nice mm -hmm. and uh and it kind of gave me a foundation of just like i was never a virtuoso you know mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. any of these instruments mm -hmm. but it built kind of an understanding of 
musical systems and sound and the difference sound or the different sounds you know mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's something that has stuck more with me than I actually realized for many years you know mm-hmm. uh, but how did you start playing the bass uh, if I can uh, I, I, yeah yeah sure uh, I started playing when I was when I was 14 I guess and it was just uh-huh. uh, a school band kind of thing you know uh, nice my friends were were you know they were forming a band and they're no, they no, nobody wanted player. to play the bass guitar, so I thought, okay, <laughs> I, I will, I will get a bass guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's like the dopest thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love the was, drums and bass. Yeah. That's like wow. Yeah, so it was kind kind of a coincidence, but at the same time, it was very cool. Yeah. From that moment on, I just uh, I never stopped playing. You know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, basically, cool. yeah, sure. And what kind of music? Do, I mean, how can we imagine? scandinavian or denmark in this case music do you have like folk music or any native instruments Uh, because i don't know nothing about this for example so to say scandinavian native folk music or something that definitely there's a lot of folk music in denmark and sweden and faroe islands and um and and it's beautiful music it's not music that i have like gone too deep into mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, my boyfriend is much more c- kind of has a background oh, okay. in, in some of this music mm-hmm. so he's kind of introduced me to some of it but I think for me it's more like the I mean some of the classical composers which is uh, like Carl Nielsen for example who's yeah. a Danish composer he, he has like some beautiful melodies mm-hmm. that for me sound very like Nordic and very danish to me yeah like when i listen to music from finland yeah there's something in there i mean when i say classical music it's also in the songs you know we sing at funerals or weddings and all this it's also in choir music yeah there's like some of the melodies are so like from finland you know i can like feel the woods yeah. i can you know <laughs> and, yeah, and this is uh yeah, yeah like woods and the sea <laughs> for me like yeah i have a really uh a really great friend in Paris where I used to live and she mm-hmm. came to Denmark a couple of times and she she always says like Denmark is the blue country yeah because like we have a lot of water and the sky is blue and I, I didn't think about it before but like in the summertime you know and in the winter as well it's something about it doesn't get dark like from one second to the other mm-hmm. it's like a long face of of like blueness and I feel it, we hear it in the music too. I mean, it sounds yeah. maybe a little bit abstract, yeah. but there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of this blue. Sure, sure. And and tulpa, the name, I was also mm. wondering, what, what does it mean? Is there is there a meaning? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so... Sounds like a flower or something. <laughs> <to me. laughs> that would be beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> but so the tulpa is actually... Uh, is it a Danish word? No. no, it's a... I think it actually comes from Tibet originally, oh, okay. but it's a phenomenon that's that's described by people where you can kind of manifest uh, a being that's kind of like a copy of yourself. I mean, uh-huh. actually a physical being that's a copy of yourself, Okay. an entity we can say. But the thing is that this being can kind of set itself loose from the host yeah. and have a will of its own so it, you have might have created it with your mind uh-huh. 
But at some point, this being can say, okay, now I want to live my life on my own. I'm going to leave this host who created me. Uh-huh. And it can act both in good and bad ways. And in many levels, like when I came across this idea of the tulpa, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is super interesting. Yeah. For me, in a personal sense, that I really had to reinvent myself and my life mm-hmm. because everything fell apart in my accident, you know, and my identity yeah. and whatever was taken away, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So in a in a way by manifesting that, okay, I'm going to have a good life, I'm going to, you know, be better. I feel that I created this new person or whatever. Did, did you, but in a different, did you lose your, no. your memory from that accident? I mean, I didn't, I didn't lose it, but I had, um, I had, especially in the first two years, uh, quite a few incidents where I would leave my house and I didn't know mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. to find my home. Again. Wow, and, okay. and, or I could like get out of the metro and I couldn't find the mm-hmm. road to my flat and, that I had taken. Okay. And language-wise, were, were you able to speak Language-wise was cool. Yeah, like, I never had a problem with language. Mm-hmm. But there was like, uh, I mean, reading was very difficult because of like, I situation mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. and then i could sit by the piano and it was like somebody had given me a book in arabic it was like i could look you know at the piano yeah. and normally i would know okay so cd efg you know okay i can play yeah, something yeah. but it was like i had no my brain couldn't understand like what is this system and this wow. was really scary yeah. because it's like it's like a it's baby like almost starting from scratch. Is, yeah, that's what yeah. the that's what the, exactly what the neurologist said. Mm-hmm. They said you know you have to see yourself as like, kind of like, a, like baby a baby that starts from scratch, yeah. but you have to actively learn these things. Mm-hmm. But just to finish the tulpa, there's a there's a thing I I think is is interesting, and that's the you know we live in this world of social media, yeah, and. It can be great because I can connect with you in Ecuador. We can have a nice conversation. Yeah, sure. We can, for a moment, be in Ecuador with you. Mm-hmm, That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But we also live in a time where it's like Instagram, Facebook, yeah. and people create, we all create, you know, these kind of uh, versions of mm-hmm, ourselves. Mm-hmm. And the intention might be good. And for some people it works. But for other people it becomes like, you know, the the idea, the Instagram takes over, you know. Yeah. And people are miserable yeah. because they think they have to be a certain way and all of this. Absolutely. And yeah. I think it's like the tulpa, you know. You create something and all of a sudden okay. the what you created so it's has a life of its own. Ki- kind know? of a, kind of an avatar, your your digital self mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. I mean that could be also a picture of the tulpa to me. Yeah. Like we have to be so conscious on where we put our energy and and what we send out you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because it's i feel it can really uh, go like slowly without noticing it can it can drain a lot of people yeah yeah absolutely i mean i i totally agree with what you're saying right especially for you know i don't know how old are you 
but uh, uh, I'm, I, I was like, I don't even know myself. I'm 35. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> how old are so you? I'm, I'm 36. So you, so you know how yeah. was life before the internet, yeah. right? You have a clear yeah, vision of definitely. that. And what I definitely. think is the, the 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 newer generations, they don't know that. You know, they they yeah. grew up with a cell phone and internet and Instagram yeah. on their on their hands. So that makes the whole That's difference. Really think, you know, it's it's yeah. really. It's really interesting, I mean, and, and sometimes I, might... I miss the nineties. You know, even even though I'm a yeah. I'm a techie guy, you know, I love technology and stuff. Yeah. But sometimes I think, man, I mean, I I wish I could leave my house and and uh, nobody yeah. could reach me I for totally for a couple agree. of hours. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we have to just uh, kind of do that. I yeah. mean, sometimes I leave my phone at home, and I'm like, yeah. this is wonderful. Yeah. But sure. but but I don't know. Maybe the next generation or the next generations are better. I hope. Yeah, I hope I they're hope. better yeah, at yeah. like um, dealing with uh, dealing with this because yeah. uh, I totally agree with you. It's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember the first time I saw my teacher yeah. having a cell phone and it was huge, <laughs> and she had to like pull out yeah. this antenna, you know, <laughs> and and we were all like, wow, you know. I feel the phone was like as large as her head, you know. <laughs> And it's just, it seems so long ago. Yeah, yeah. The things, everything happened so fast, you know, just, I mean, yeah. if you think about 10 years ago, if you would yeah. say somebody, you know, I'm doing the videos on YouTube or, or, or podcasts, mm -hmm. I want to monetize that. And you want to be my advertisers, they would say, well, what do you mean the internet, right? It was yeah. more like a joke, you know? Yeah. But now it's just, one, yeah, you know, yeah. kids uploading videos on YouTube and stuff, you know? But now it's like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a whole business, yeah. right? So... Yeah, and that's I think one of the really sad things, yeah. you know, how it's like always yeah, yeah. it often turns into a business <laughs> of like capitalizing yeah. everything and it's sad because there's so much beauty in the internet and in the possibility yeah. for people to yeah. express yeah. themselves and yeah. yeah. So what but, I think um, is, is especially for the newer generations, they kinda need to understand all of this stuff, you know. So yeah. you know that they they also take care of themselves and you know yeah. uh, i was talking to also on my podcast to um i don't who was this conversation with Derek bostrom i guess he was also mm -hmm. like really into internet and stuff and we both said okay so probably in 20 years from now a lot of young people are gonna have a lot of regrets you know for what they uploaded on, yeah. on the internet yeah. these days <laughs> yeah i think so yeah. And I think so. They are going to be really pissed with their parents <laughs> yeah. who uploaded like a lot of baby photos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They'll be like, Absolutely. what are you doing? Absolutely. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a daughter, you know, I she's mean, two and a half now, almost yeah, three years old. I and there that's... is no, I think there's just one photo on the internet for my yeah, daughter. <laughs> I think that's really nice of you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah. especially where it's like, well, I mean, I know that parents are just proud, but yeah. at the same time, I'm really thankful that. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's also the, the. I think it's very individual. But I, I see myself as an open person yeah. and an extrovert person, but at the same time also an introvert person and a very private mm -hmm. person. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. So sure. there, like, there are many things that, especially things that I love and cherish that, I kind of like to just have for myself. You know, if I have a wonderful evening with somebody i love whether it's a friend or it's uh, my boyfriend or whatever mm. i don't want to take pictures in the middle of everything sure. i just want to be there you know absolutely <laughs> and exist yeah so but i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a new new time we're living sure and 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 you are also a dj and a, and yeah. a record collector and uh, i was actually listening you have a show right 
Uh, is it a weekly yeah. show or a monthly show? On no, it's a monthly show. Monthly now show. I have on uh, the British uh, Bellamy. Nice. And before that, I had on MMH Radio, which was a Danish community radio. Uh-huh. That was really nice. And you have a monthly um, show where you where you play some of your your music, right? Yeah. Mixes. Awesome. I just play like records that I like, and I love that you have the freedom to just share yeah. whatever weird music you like. You know? Yeah, and um, you have a lot of rare stuff there, no? Because I was listening to this the, your 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 mix from March mm-hmm. on uh, oh, what's on Mixcloud, right? It's on Mixcloud. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah it's on Mixcloud. Uh, yeah. And there was a yeah, lot I mean, of stuff that I have never heard in my life, you know. Nice. So oh, it was that makes me happy. Yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. But I mean, like you said, you said you were a geek, uh, so I mean, kind of. But two of us, yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, so, so tell us a little bit about your passion for 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 records. Was it also because um, you have also kind of your roots are also in hip hop, right? Yeah, yeah, I love hip hop. I did like you know, yeah. I worked with a lot of beat makers, yeah, especially in France. Cool. And also in Denmark. Yeah. But I think the love for vinyl is like goes way back. I mean, way, way, way back okay. to again, like growing up in a, a house with only classical music. Classical and music. then one day I was like, what? I was looking through the the records my dad had mm-hmm. and I found three records that was my mom's. And I was like, what is this? And I remember I sat in front of the turntable and I put them on and one was Billie Holiday. One was Louis Armstrong oh. and one was Dave Brubrick. Oh, Louis and Dave Brubrick is maybe not my favorite mm-hmm. now, but back then it was like, I mean, imagine you hear Billie Holiday yeah. singing for the first I time. I mean, Louis Armstrong, you know, that's just yeah, is another swinging, amazing from another dimension, right? I think. Yeah, <laughs> and I just remember I was like, whoa, you know, this is crazy. Yeah, I mean, and I could just sit and watch, you know, the record like turning and turning and turning, okay, and this cool. wonderful music came out. And then I just kind of started collecting records like a little bit when I was maybe 15 or something. Mm-hmm. And then the last 15 years, it's really, I think it's like really just a way I love to be in the world. I love to go into a record store and just browse, yeah. see what it's I can nice find, thing. listen, talk a little bit to the people, you know, maybe buy something, yeah. go home. Yeah. You know, it's like there's a slowness and there's a kind of like the sensation I had at the library or you had in Berlin, they kind of like, whoa, there's a world that I didn't know about. And you can see just an album cover when you're at the record store and you're like, hmm, you know, what is this? Let me check it out. <laughs> and then it's like, what? What? This is the craziest shit I ever heard, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I love that sensation. Cool. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I I don't know. How is it in Ecuador? Can you find no, like vinyl? Not really. Or? I mean, there are a couple of stores, but... Uh, yeah not really that not much. So much no not so much no. they're also very expensive here everything's yeah, expensive here so is it really? yeah I so mean, things I like know. imported stuff is always very, very expensive yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. so let's talk about instrumentation for a moment okay what, mm-hmm. what what what's like your gear do you have a pedal board how what instrumentation do you use to to create your sounds in tulpa for example no I, yeah. I can hear a tuba even in one of the songs, right? Yeah. And I love like it. In, I love the actually, tuba. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. That's like the essence of the album yeah. almost. I mean, I love the tuba. It's like the base of um, the classical instrument, yeah. right? 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's like it's uh, a guy called Anders Bo Eriksen who plays the tuba, uh-huh. and he's amazing when he plays live. He's like uh, he's so full of life, and he's like dancing, you know, when he's playing. Cool. And he's just for me, he brings a really good energy yeah. to to the stage. Okay. But so, um, mm-hmm. so like I I work in Ableton Live. Yeah. And uh, then I have like a lot of analog gear, like pedals and. Yeah. Uh, like helicon pedals and space echo and different things mm-hmm. and then uh i mean then i play different things i play like the piano yeah uh nord electro nord electro but i also have a pian yeah uh-huh. but i also have a pianist who's playing on the album so it's like a mix uh-huh. like i play the more simple things you know and he's like more virtuoso in what he does and i love his style and and uh, then there's like a lot of percussion that I play that I've collected mm-hmm. from my travels mm-hmm, mm-hmm. over the world. And um, there's the tuba, of course. Mm-hmm. And then I love to, especially on tuba, I love to write for horns and strings. And that was like a new thing. I think that I took more time to work on on the arrangements. Uh, and because I also have the SP404, which is like a sampler. The SP404, no? Yeah. Yeah, it's a Roland uh, sampler. It's a sampler, yeah. Yeah. But, so that's like part of the ground track. But then when I compose for horns and strings, it's great to, I mean, I invited some amazing musicians to the studio and it's just great to have it played live by real instruments. You know, I can play some flute myself or... But I thought about okay, I can also just just produce, mm-hmm. um, just in quotations because I don't mean I don't want to judge. But for me, it's a different thing. I could just record the horns or use a plugin, and have the sound of the horns, and that does sound great. But something happens when we record organic instruments. You know, there's like a different tem- timbre. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can you this? Yeah, and there's like also just the energy that that is created in the studio when people meet and play together, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so I had like a lot of sessions and then I would sit and produce afterwards as well in live Yeah. and kind of built a lot of layers, layers, layers and cut and move and, you know, nice, compress. Nice. And <laughs> nice. Yeah, you know, until yeah. I felt, you know, there was a balance cool. in like space and, Cool. And how how did you learn all that? Like for example, how to how to work with Ableton Live or or the SP four hundred four? Was it did you? It was it just video tutorials or or did you did you went to college um, or something like that? No, I think it's like really a lot of just trial and error. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, I I'm not even great at watching video tutorials. Just, I do it a little bit, yeah. but I think I'm more like okay if if I know I want to do something and I. Sometimes it's just like I find a machine yeah, and I'm like, the machine speaks to me somehow and I don't know why. Okay, Okay, so I test it out and I've, and a lot of the machines I use, I use in a weird way, you know, in a different way. Yeah. But it's like, maybe that's also part of what What is creating my sound. I don't know. That's cool. But it's like, I like to explore ideas. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I feel a lot of my life has been like, a big accident, but at the same time combined with a lot of curiosity. Yeah, you know, and a curiosity. Lo- a, a lot of like, uh, I mean, I, I've spent hours and hours and hours of like just sitting, trying things and some yeah. of it works and some of it doesn't work. And then maybe five years later, you're like, whoa, but this 
thing that I'm doing now, I see the direct connection to the track I did five years ago that never came out. You know? <laughs> it's like it's really inspired or it's like a circle. It you know? makes sense after a while. <laughs> it makes sense after a while. That yeah. might be it. <laughs> yeah. So maybe maybe we it. can break down one of your songs, Daylight, maybe. Yeah. Or which one is like yeah. your do you have do, does do artists have like a favorite song on each uh Um, or... I don't know if they do. I, yeah. I don't know if I do. I think that um, I don't think I have a favorite. I have, I think I have different uh, kind of little loves for the different yeah. songs. Or, so maybe let's know. talk about Daylight and it will be cool yeah. if you, first of all, if there's a, you know, like a nice story behind the song and then maybe you can tell us a little bit about the, the pro production and creative process yeah you know we maybe we can talk about the form and the melody so the I harmony think, the chords the yeah. voicing you know all the all the nerdy stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. let's break it down yeah, okay yeah. daylight i mean i think daylight is like uh i i remember daylight i mean sometimes it's hard to go all the way back to the start but yeah. i remember that daylight started with the bass in my head okay and sometimes it happens that i like i can't sleep And then I'll sing basses or whatever on my voice memo, oh, okay, you know. Cool. And uh, I remember I had that. No, I don't remember the uh -huh. tuba line. Oh, okay. And I was like humming it on my phone, <laughs> and I was like, "This has to be played by a tuba." So this was the groove that kind of led everything, you know. Oh, okay, cool. That was like pulling everything. Okay. And uh, and after the tuba which I think I recorded on the note, like the bass, or maybe I sang it. I sang it directly in live. I remember the next step was the note. I wanted like some really dreamy keys mm -hmm. because I had the vocals in my head. I had this like daylight, daylight, like I really like, I had an energy of something really light. And I think it was because a lot of, maybe I worked on Phoenix before Daylight. Mm -hmm. And Phoenix is like a, quite a personal, a little bit heavy track about like going through a lot of difficult stuff. And it's like a little bit psychedelic yeah. and a little bit, you know. Yeah. So I wanted to go into this light energy where it the only idea of Daylight was to say, you know, okay, let's take my hand and let's go out into the daylight, you know. Mm -hmm. Kind of like saying... Like, let's forget everything that's difficult and just yeah. be in this moment and you know together yeah. and enjoy whatever light there is and so the the keys were really supposed to symbolize this in their lightness you know mm -hmm. so i was playing like some layers a little melody and something underneath and i think it just slowly kind of unfold you know i was like okay so this is the a part And then I want something different where maybe some horns come in and, you know, it was, I feel it was a kind of organic way. It really, uh, it unfolded because it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to write a verse and a chorus, you know, it was more about getting into a groove and then letting this groove unfold. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And then in the end, I would sing the lead on top and it was like, okay, I'm basically just going to do the voicings on the chorus and then just sing you know uh, like I was talking to a friend like hey you know come on take my hand let's go into the daylight and there was like this little scat solo that happened because I was just in a very like light mood yeah 
and I was like, okay, that's nice, you know, okay, mm. let's go with this. And <laughs> nice. It was maybe the most simple track, but it's like, I think it's the most easy track in a way, maybe to listen to. I don't know. Mm-hmm. A lot of people seem to say like, oh, I like Daylight. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, that was like <laughs> one of the easier tracks to make, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, I can hear through all the album. It's it's like, it's like a cathartic process also, no? I think you're yeah. processing a lot of your experiences in every, in every yeah. track. The, the different Definitely. the different layers and, and melodies that we can hear so it's, and i mean it's sometimes wonderful. it's also just a reminder to myself okay Astrid, you know come on remember <laughs> remember the lightness you know Absolutely. oh it's like okay let's remember to talk about what's difficult yeah you know that's okay too so i think you're right yeah and it's such sense. a great album that it has been critically acclaimed right I I actually discovered yeah. you and the album uh, because I'm a big fan of Bandcamp and you oh, you yeah. were featured no one of the best albums yeah. of in the summer of 2020 you know, last year yeah I mean Bandcamp nice. were really nice how how and, do, and it must be a great feeling when you when you wake up one day and you see on Bandcamp your your album right <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was nice I mean it was yeah. also very nice that like I think two weeks before that. Uh, Andrew Jervis, who's like the head of uh, yeah. the Bandcamp. You get like an email or something like that? Yeah, he yeah. just wrote my label and was like, yeah, oh, we really? would love to do an interview with Astrid. And he's super oh, nice. Cool. And yeah, he had, I had actually done an interview with him like 10 years ago and I had totally forgotten because really? at this point mm-hmm. I was like pretty sick, you know. Mm-hmm. So I didn't remember at all. And he said <laughs> when I came on the interview, it was like, but we talked like, 10 years ago when Bandcamp kind of when Bandcamp <laughs> Weekly started and I was like oh my god yes you know that's crazy yeah. and so of course it's really nice when when people enjoy sure. an album because it's like it is a strange process to do an album for me it's like something that I mean I can say that I really enjoyed doing this album yeah. even though it was also a lot of hard work and it was like I decided that I only wanted to work with people that I think are just really wonderful people Mm -hmm. i mean they're great musicians but they are also just really wonderful people so the whole process was nice Mm -hmm. but it was also horrible like everything else because you're like day and night obsessed with these songs and sounds you know and and just before it came out i think i was like exhausted yeah sure a lot of work and maybe also because i'm like a shy person you know Mm -hmm. it was like i remember a friend who's also in the music business, she was like, but Astrid, if you don't want to put it out, we can just stop, you know, you don't have to put it out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, it. I didn't say that I didn't want to put it out, but I was overwhelmed. I was like, ah, oh, you know, because I think it's normal to be nervous. It's like you are reading your diary to the world. It's like you are going out into the street naked and everybody's like, oh, hey, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I choose to do it, but at the same time, it can be so nerve-wracking. Yeah? Sure, absolutely. I... And I was like, no, but let's go. I want to put it out. And I'm happy we did because yeah. it was like a lot of people are writing nice things mm-hmm. that it helps sure, them cool. inspire us. Cool. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure that you will, you will get discovered also by uh, more audience here in South America. Because I have Amazing. people here in Ecuador, in Argentina, there are people listening in Chile, in Mexico. It's amazing. So it's I mean, cool. when did you start this podcast? Uh, almost two years ago. So yeah, cool. it's been a really 
wild and crazy and funny experience. I, I talked last week to Cut Chemist, you know, Cut Chemist from yeah, I Jurassic saw that. Park. That's amazing. That's that's definitely one of the highlights. I mean, you know, I, I, mean, I mean, it just happened. I was uh, I was very nervous also. <laughs> I can imagine. But it was a really cool conversation. Cut is just uh, such a I'm great human being. It. Yeah. Absolutely, and and there are a lot, a whole bunch of uh, artists that have been on the podcast, and it's been a very yeah. very cool experience for me. Uh, again, reconnecting with music for me in a way, you know, because yeah. I'm also trying to start making music with my computer. So I'm also kind Ooh, of that's why cool. I'm asking a lot of questions too, yeah, like yeah, yeah. all the gear that you use and and how did you find out how to use Ableton Live and stuff. But you know what? Uh, if you're starting music uh, on your laptop, yeah, there's you know the little something. I Actually, use my, my phone. Travel. I want to do everything on my phone. Oh, okay. I'm trying to do that. Okay then, okay, then I'm not your best advisor. <laughs> But my computer also, it, yes, sure. Yeah, if it was the computer, I would say uh, a really good tool that I use when I travel on the train or if like, I like go somewhere. Mm -hmm. Is the Akai? Oh shit! I forget the exact name. <laughs> I have a MIDI it's keyboard like a, from Akai. Yeah. yeah, that has pads and. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have keys. one of those. Yes. Okay, because that's like the base, you know, yeah, to just yeah, like yeah, yeah. then you can get all kinds of dope plugins and you can create things. For me, sure. it's like what you know, I can go out into nature and sit basically. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're doing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also trying to yeah. uh, to sample. A lot of sounds here from the nature. Oh, wow. I mean, I just have to go out, open my door, and I will hear beautiful sounds. Also, every night, you know, it's really oh, cool. Wow, I can imagine. Yeah, so it's a. Uh... Where, well, like, how, how, how does, where are you right now? How does it look? Where? Yeah, well, that's a question I get asked a lot lately on yeah. the podcast, and yeah. I think I've been talking too much about it, also. <laughs> But uh, you know, it's a city. You know, it's a small town in in the amazon rainforest but i live in the countryside you know i have a little okay. house really yeah. fairy tale kind of house nice. surrounded by nature it's kind like an house. oasis you know so when you come to my place you definitely think oh my gosh this nice. guy this guy lives in the in the jungle uh, the first question people ask is do you have internet here <laughs> i said that i do i have a podcasting mm -hmm. studio So ah, it's a beautiful place, you know, and you have rivers and waterfalls yeah. all over the place. So it's yeah. it's pretty, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I have always that yeah. jungle feeling, you know. That's great. Yeah, so you get to see tons of animals, plants, you know, biodiversity. Wow. Uh, lately I've been yeah. I've been taking pictures, you know, Amazing. of like plants and stuff and it's it's really fun, you know. I really I really enjoy yeah. that. So it's a great place, you know, for yeah. biologists and nature people i guess i can imagine <laughs> I can yeah totally so imagine. yeah sure it's yeah it's unbelievable yeah wow i mean here i'm just happy that because on one side of the flat where i live is there's like a little piece of grass yeah. with some big trees yeah sure. and uh, when i lie in my bed it's like i can look outside the window and i can see this morning there was like a bird that i never saw before this yeah. type of bird yeah you also and have beautiful sitting... landscapes right in, in Denmark. yeah but i mean i'm in the middle of copenhagen mm -hmm. but there's like a little nature spot so i feel i can you know for example now when it's spring just to be able to see the leaves like how it changes every day you know yeah. when it's like they pop and it's like okay everything is green now i love this Even though I'm in the city, I can kind of follow this. You nice. Know. But you have also yeah. traveled quite a bit, right? You yeah, I mean, me. yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Mm -hmm. I mean, both as a child 
and uh, when I was like a young woman, mm-hmm. with like I was singing in choirs, and we would travel like all over the world. Like I remember one year we were in seventeen countries, you know, just singing, singing. Seventeen. Wow. Yeah, in, in, in Europe, year, I guess, it was right? Crazy. I know, like everywhere. everywhere. We went okay. to China twice. Oh, okay. And, wow. Okay. Yeah, we really. Uh, have you Have you been to South America too? Never. Mm-hmm. That's like the one place I haven't been. I, I would love to mm-hmm. go. You know? Africa. Uh yeah. yeah, I I lived uh five months in West Africa oh, in nice. Burkina Faso oh, okay, when nice. I was uh like nineteen twenty maybe mm-hmm. because I wanted to learn to play djembe. I was like okay. I oh, the djembe, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to kind of improve my rhythm skills, and I thought okay, I can either apply to a school in Denmark or I can go to West Africa, which I think is a much great idea. So I mm-hmm. I went and. And I was like sitting on under a mango tree for five hours every day, just playing, playing, and it was amazing. Cool. I mean, it was an amazing time. Yeah, it was really. And I still have friends. Like, I I lived with uh, my my djembe teacher and and made a lot of friends because I was traveling alone. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's. I mean, when you're alone and you're twenty years old and you just want to meet people, it's like people are very generous. Also in Burkina, mm-hmm. they. Mm-hmm. Are very curious and it was a crazy experience nice i can't and then later i mean i moved to paris yeah H- how was, long did uh, you live there in... in paris yeah so that was like first it was four months and then back to denmark and then back for a year and it's been like a lot of back and forth okay but um between paris and denmark yeah mm-hmm. but and why why paris music. Because, was, was well it, it was of... so random it was so random it was like talking about feeling old you know i put some music on myspace <laughs> okay <laughs> and you remember MySpace? yeah sure yeah yeah we had a MySpace okay, okay. Page too, yeah okay dope so i put some music like little skits on myspace and some people in canada wrote me that okay we love what you do do you want to be on our album okay cool. i was like okay we did some songs and they asked me to come to Switzerland first to play with them for a gig and then to play in Paris uh, as the support for a French uh, artist called Wax Taylor. Mm-hmm. And so we did that. And it was like a big show in Paris. It was at L'Olympia, which is like the biggest venue in Paris. Nice. And so that was a crazy experience. But then a guy who was playing with Wax Taylor, an MC, he was like, yo, we got to do something. We got to work together mm-hmm. after he heard the sound check. And I was like, yeah, okay. You know, you're high, you're talking. I don't know if it's going to happen, but let's see, you know. Yeah. I mean, I was high as well, so no judgment. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so uh, then he started sending music and I started, I did like an album with him and some French beat makers and they invited me to Paris to play. And then some other French people kind of heard that and they wanted me on their album. And I met some amazing people and I met uh, an amazing singer mm-hmm. called Jessica Fitusi, who nice. I connected so well with. She was like my sister, you know, from cool. just different the country. Mm-hmm. But it was like we met and at some point I was like, okay, so all of my music is like in Paris and in France. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. why am I in Copenhagen, you know? Yeah. And basically, it was just this one mail on MySpace that had me move to Paris and live some of the craziest years, you know, and have some amazing experience. You know, it's it's like incredible talking about the internet, yeah, how it can yeah, yeah. change your whole... Well, Paris. It's also a beautiful city. Yeah. I know there are people that 
don't like it too much. Uh, I've been. I mean, it's intense and it's got... all kinds of things. But yeah. for me, it's like the way I got to know Paris was beautiful because I yeah. just moved there and I I knew like a lot of people in the underground beat scene and Yo. I could just like go from studio to studio and jam and sing and it was really like magical. Yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. Not like to get inside the subcultures and underground exactly. stories and and clubs and the scene the whole scene yeah. right yeah that's amazing it's like i guess like berlin yeah it's also those those cities yeah, yeah. When you, when you... where did you live in uh, <clears throat> i lived in a small city it was called bielefeld but i i also lived okay. uh, in, in hamburg for a while yeah um, and i spent a couple of months in berlin too yeah. also exploring the nice whole uh, <laughs> musical scene yeah, <clears throat> so much good music in Berlin. Absolutely, there is uh, there is a lot of yeah. great artists. Yeah, really. Uh, Astrid, it was really nice talking to you. Yeah, likewise. Uh, Time is really nice fine. to meet you. Yeah, sure. We're yeah. almost an hour on the air. Wow. So where crazy. where can people get your music? Where can we find you on the um, web? So Bandcamp is like you said, always a good place yeah. because they're so nice to the artists sure. as well. Mm -hmm. So on Astrid Engberg on Bandcamp, or they can like find me on Facebook or Instagram, Instagram. go to Spotify or whatever. And, uh, and yeah, just there's still a little bit of vinyl left or mm -hmm. they can just stream or whatever they mm -hmm. do. And if they have no money, they can send me an email and we'll figure that out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they can have a free stream maybe. Nice. But um, it, for me, it's just... It's so nice to see how the music travels. Yeah. That cool. I'm sitting here in Nabo, Copenhagen, talking to you in Ecuador. Yeah. I do have another question on your YouTube channel. There is this visual EP called, is it called e oh, Iguri? Yeah. How do you yeah, know this? Iguri. Iguri. What exactly yeah. is that? It's like, it's like a side project or? Uh, yeah, that is, uh, it's like a little side project oh, I did yeah. in, uh, in three days the music and it it's maybe a little bit more electronic yeah and, I enjoy uh, it. it's cool ah cool there's an amazing dancer called Marie Kay mm -hmm. who's dancing in this the video is really cool you know I love visuals yeah. so it's cool yeah that's a, a woman called Slur ah. she's really we had her for a show also and she's like amazing she brings all these organic things like leaves uh -huh. and stuff and she's like creating the visuals organically live and it's like a really beautiful experience, I feel. She's very uh, creative and talented. So nice. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy you enjoy that. Nice. So where can we hear your next mix or remix? Or do you have maybe um, a, a, a show? Are you going to stream maybe um, live some sometime soon? I um, I don't know if we're going to stream. Like the next shows, I hope we can play for real audiences. But yeah. I know that on... Uh, I know that on April 28th, mm -hmm. so I don't know, uh, we have a, a live stream coming out that we did with a venue called Vega in Copenhagen, mm -hmm. which is was a really nice experience. And I think I'm definitely going to like link to it on my Instagram or whatever. Nice. And um, and yeah, then next month, another show on Bellamy. And I don't know, I'll try to keep keep things up to yeah, date on keep, Facebook keep us posted so everybody yeah, go definitely. and follow uh, Astrid on socials uh, and even cast <laughs> yeah for sure thank <laughs> you is, is there is there yeah. anything else you want the world to know about about you um, no I just 
want the world to know that I hope that we will all succeed in staying soft yeah. and light. Yeah, and sure. Loving. Absolutely. And if there's one thing I learned in my life where I've experienced a lot of things, it is that no matter what I do, I really want to keep on yeah. staying soft. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really nice. And I, I really want to say that every time that I meet people like you, you know, I, I, I definitely restore my faith in humanity, you know, and I oh, love wow. it. It's really <laughs> wonderful. So thank you very much wow. for being on the show. Uh, Thank you so much. It was nice to meet you. And it was so nice talking to you. Absolutely, it was very nice. And maybe we can listen to one of your songs now. We can end Let's the see. show. Uh, mm -hmm. Daylight? Shall we listen to Daylight? Let's go. Let's do it. All right. Astrid Ember, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye.